Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Lore Watch, a roundtable freeform discussion about lore in the games of Blizzard Entertainment. I'm your host, Joe Perez, one of several lore-focused folks from Blizzard Watch, and I've got my wonderful co-host with me today, Matt Rossi. How are we doing today, Matt? Wonderfully, apparently. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to be going through some more of uh, your questions there at home, and in the future, if you have more that you want to send to us, be sure to send them to our email, which is podcast at blizzardwatch.com, uh, or you can throw them in our Discord channel. We have a uh, patron question channel for the podcast and queue. Uh, so we're going to start out with one from Shadana today. Uh, I don't think we got time to go. We didn't have time to go with this one the last couple weeks, so we get to it today. Uh, question for the podcast. Rossi pointed out that Sargeras killed a world soul that was void infested. Maybe we have an expansion with a void-infested titan. Not immediately, Shadowlands, but coming after. What do you think? That's um, what I got. My answer, no. I do not think that will happen. <laughs> you don't think we're ever going to see a void-infested a void, uh, nope. titan? Nope, I do not. I think the whole reason the Burning Legion started and started scourging the universe... Was to was to prevent that, and I think they did. So you don't think that they missed anything out there in the infinite, in like the infinite I'm, expanse of the universe? I, I'm, I'm, Legion, I'm honestly it was During Legion, it was heavily implied that there were not many worlds left. Like they were invading the last few. Um, so, whilst I suppose it is technically possible, and Blizzard could do it, I don't think they're interested in doing it. They've never shown any sign of particularly feeling like doing that. And in general, I just I don't see it as a goal anytime soon. Well, that's totally fair. Um, I also mm-hmm. am on the train of I don't think it's something that we'll likely see happen, if ever. Um, I mean, if there is anything that ever has to deal with it, it might be like a flashback sequence of, you know, something that happened during the Burning Crusade, uh, of the Burning Crusade of the Burning Legion, not of the expansion. Um, but like something in the previous history where Sargeras was like, yep, sure. I'm going to go do this now. See you guys. And destroys a bunch of planets maybe, but I think that would be the most likely scenario in which we would actually potentially see anything like that. All right. So our next question, Baladash watchers, yours truly heard a whisper that the mechanism of death that was broken was Frostmourne. One of the most powerful death-related artifacts in lore, which literally got broken by the Ashbringer, its light counterpart, just before Sylvanas went uh, bungee jumping off the top of Icecrown. Frostmourne's signature ability was to drain souls of those killed, and if memory serves, was forged in Shadowlands, just like the helm. Coincidence? Nah. The Whispers say it's all true. That's from Goneril, a Void Mage 
Avoid Elf Mage on Silver Moon. Uh, I don't think anything ever said Frostmourne was forged in the Shadowlands. Just the helm, right? I don't think they've said so yet. I mean, we, we know that the sword exists. Uh, it certainly looks to be of a set with the helmet and the armor. Whether or not it was made in the same forge as the helm, I don't believe there's anything in game that currently says that. Um, it is interesting to point out that supposedly it was a rune blade. We know that Frostmourne was a rune blade. Mm-hmm. We know that if you break a rune blade and then reforge it, it gets stronger. Um, we know that Frostmourne was reforged into two swords instead of one. Um, it's not, no one's ever, like, to my knowledge, no one's ever reforged a rune blade into two separate rune blades and then reforged it back into one rune blade. So who knows there? But no, there's nothing in the game that says one way or the other uh, at present, uh, I don't believe. I believe Frostmourne's origins are completely unknown to us. I mean, it certainly could be that it was made at the same time as the helmet and the armor. Uh, it could be that it wasn't. Uh, we really don't know. Up until Shadowlands, we didn't even know that the helm was made in the Shadowlands. That That's news to us. So, yeah, it's your idea is not entirely implausible, but it is not currently anything that we have any knowledge of. Yeah, and I mean, and as far as that goes, like there is a history of rune forging as far or runes in general in a lot of different uh, aspects of WoW. So it could be anywhere; it doesn't necessarily have to be from the Shadowlands. But the interesting thing is that the idea, and this is not the first time I've heard it, is if somehow Frostmourne was the mechanism of death. That's the part that I I've heard people say, but I don't quite get because that would mean that it would have to be something that existed from the beginning of time almost like uh i think it's been likened to like the reaper's blade uh but i don't i don't quite get the leap there i've looked it up and apparently somewhere in shadowlands it was revealed that frostmourne as well as the helm of domination was made at the forge of domination okay I don't know. All I've got is a one entry. I don't know where that was mentioned. I haven't seen it in the game yet. So I don't know where that's coming from. I've been on the beta for a while. I haven't seen it mentioned there. I haven't seen it mentioned anywhere else. So I am not 100% sure as to where this is coming from. That being said, even if Frostmourne is that it doesn't mean that breaking it broke the machinery of death. For one thing, the machinery of death seemed to have been working until later. Uh, if the machinery, of de- quite frankly, if I'm going to pick a moment where the machinery of death got broken, it's when Sylvanas took her header off of the off of the Ice Crown Citadel and made her deal with the with the Valkyr. That's when I think it started, um, but I don't know. I don't have anything to give you on that. It certainly is an interesting thing to think about, and they might very well come back and say that that's the case later, but I have no information on this subject. Yeah, and th- that's that's the problem that we run into with this particular topic is we don't know yet, right? Like, that's sort of one of the central points of Shadowlands is sort of figuring out when things broke, how they broke, and if we can fix it. Like, that that's sort of, like, the central theme. Um, as far as Frostmourne breaking uh, being that point, I really don't think so, because it seems like... When they say that it's breaking to me, or when the, they say that the mechanism of death broke, we're talking about a catastrophically large cosmic event, right? Like, it's something that isn't just affecting here because we see it, you know, when we're on Argus, even though we're tunneled together via whatever magic is there, that that's broken too. And it's been broken. Yes, that can be because of the engine, because of what's there and what's, what's, you know, going on there. But what about the rest of the universe? What about the rest of the planes? What about the rest of all these little pocket dimensions that exist out there? Death seems like it hasn't worked well for a bit, and I don't know if it was before or after the Shattering of Frostmourne, but I don't think Frostmourne was sort of the key. I could be wrong, and it, like it, it could be something that they come back and, like like Matt said, they 
they could come back and say, nope, this was absolutely the moment where everything started going sideways. Uh, I just, it's real hard to pin that all on Frostmourne because, I mean, what would be the point of it beforehand? You, you mentioned that it's soul-sucking, that it that's it's almost like it's a prison, right? Like every soul it, it gathers, it keeps. And we saw that throughout Wrath of the Lich King. We saw that through the dungeon uh, where, you know, literally Frostmourne's chilling and hanging there. And what is it doing? It's got a whole bunch of souls that it can kind of call to its beck and whim. Would that mean that maybe the mechanism was broken by the creation of it instead? Because very clearly, death's not working the way it's supposed to with the sword. You know, when somebody dies, they're supposed to pass over the Shadowlands. They're very clearly not doing that with the sword. So I don't know. I, I honestly don't. And maybe we'll find out. Hopefully, we'll find out. All right. Uh, hello, Watchers. It's LD, short for Lord Soth, again. Uh, I was thinking about how we don't actually know what happens when a titan is birth hatched matures. A couple weeks ago, you guys were answering one of my questions and mentioned the idea of the planet becomes the body of a titan. This got me thinking. That could be an easy way to explain new landmasses appearing on Azeroth. It's already been implied that there might be continents in Azeroth other than the remnants of what used to be uh, giant Kalimdor. If the titan's planet is its body, then in theory, the planet could be growing. What if the reason new lands show up in any future expansion is because the planet is actually growing and getting larger? I wonder what your thoughts are on that idea. Thanks for the wonderful podcast. That's an interesting concept. What do you think? I mean, we don't need the planet to be growing to have new continents. They just need to be places we haven't been yet. Um, the problem with it growing a new continent is what's on it. How did that stuff get there? Do they just grow a new content and a whole bunch of new people at once? Um, it could do that. That could be what happens. Uh, but it's a little outlandish. That doesn't mean it's a bad idea, but it does mean you kind of need to think about what you're, what you're doing. Um, in general, I don't... I don't know. I mean, that's we don't know. This is yet another one of those things where you guys ask a question, and it's an interesting question, but our answer is always going to be no idea. It's, this is not anything they've said before. They have not talked about it. So we have no, there's nothing for me to go back to and say, oh yeah, in this quest, they said that that happens because they, they never have said that that happens. Um, I don't, I think in general, when you're coming up with these kind of ideas, they're cool ideas, but you have to think about what's, what's the most likely to happen in the game. Like, are they really going to want to say like, you know, Azeroth just gave birth to a new continent. Go explore it. Or are they going to just say, oh, hey, we've never been here before? I, I, I think there's there's merit to both, but I definitely think the, the second one, the idea that there's just there's a new land we haven't been to yet, is less effort. You know, you don't have to jump through hoops and explain that the planet's growing. Plus, I don't think they want, based on statements they've made in the past, I don't think they ever want to move Azeroth to the point where it the Titan awakes. Yeah, because that's, that's sort not, of like the end of the game, right? That's, well, no, we don't know. We have no idea. But it doesn't seem like something they're interested in doing. I mean, it going back so far as previously, developers on the game have even said it would never happen. They then backed, they backed up their statement. But my point being, if a developer is willing to say this is never going to happen, even if he later on backs up his statement, he clearly doesn't want it to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's a feeling against it. I don't think that they're ever going to make th that much work for themselves. Yeah. And Straight I up. I tend to agree with that. But I, it, the interesting concept here, in, and, and I understand that, like, a lot of these questions are, are things we're not going to know, and, and those answers are going to be, I don't know. But I think people want us to kind of grow from those questions a little bit. And what I'm taking away from this one is maybe not necessarily that the body of the Titan grows, but maybe her consciousness starts to refocus because we have something now that we haven't had before she was an incredible pain and under assault, which is a voice. We have a speaker and, you know, she's been under assault as has been sort of like in this weird quaking mass of of being torn apart in various aspects since Cataclysm. Right. Like. Deathwing did a number on her. Then you have Sargeras who did a number on her. Then you have the Legion who did whatever they did. And we're still dealing with the aftermath, aftermath of all of that. But what if things start to calm down and now we have something we'd never had before 
and it's that speaker, that voice, that ability to sort of translate a little bit more of what Azeroth is feeling or thinking. And what if it's not necessarily that Azeroth grows or is growing or is making, you know, more of a body for herself, but what if she's now more aware of herself a little bit? Like, now that she doesn't have, you know, maybe we get the sword out of her or we heal the wound or whatever, she doesn't have that screaming in her her you know periphery anymore uh the nightmare is gone we've we've at least put a a temporary stop to her nightmares the things that were directly affecting her um you know now she can calm down a little bit and now she can start refocusing and what if she starts telling magni about these other places that the champions have never been to before you know what if magni says look you know azroth told me about this new land uh well new to us it's over here she wants us to go see what's going on there. She wants us to go visit the people there. You know, what if we start doing things like that instead where, you know, instead of having this immediate uh, massive threat that has to be dealt with. And besides having this like panicking Titan that we are trying to defend, what if it becomes this point where it becomes that, that level of exploration, that level of sort of world building where that's the vehicle for it. It's look, we, you know, she told me about she feels a new landmass over here that or she feels a landmass over here that, you know, she couldn't focus on before. It just happened to be smaller than the bigger ones. Go investigate. Like, would you would you think something like that would be better? Here's the thing. I don't think it matters what I think is better. I mean, that that wasn't my point in the first place. I don't well, nothing, think it's I'm a not bad saying better. Idea. I'm just saying, like speculate like what what if we did go to new lands like we've talked about it before but like what vehicle would you want that to sort of happen see i uh, i don't feel the need for one <laughs> i just we go to new lands cuz they're there and they're new i don't we don't i don't need magni to have like to show up at my front door and go champion I found the new land. Have you been drinking magni? Never mind. We're going to this place cuz Azeroth said to you really have the drinking, haven't you? No, it's great. I, I don't, I, I don't, don't really feel. Sometimes I feel like there's too much work put into why we're going to a place. Like, um, sometimes it makes sense. Like with Shadowlands, that makes sense because otherwise we're not going to go to the land of the dead. It doesn't sound like a tremendously friendly <laughs> place. And I don't want to go, but you know, okay, gotta go. Fine. But I, I do think sometimes we're like, you know, what could possibly justify this? The fact that we need a new expansion. I, I don't know. Yeah, but I think I, it's, I, I think it's I, that I, trope I, of the, I guess the movie, though. Right? Partially, like, partially, I think the problem is is that I'm I'm down to just I would love it if there was just like literally the new expansion started. They they threw me on a boat and said you're going to a new you're going to explore uncharted places, and you literally had no idea where you were going, and the only reason you were going there was because you had never been there. That would be cool to me. That's an interesting idea. It is not one we've had in WoW. Every time we've done WoW, every expansion, every single expansion, there's a big threat, and we know it's coming, and we go to deal with it. And just once, I would like it to be, we don't know what's there. There might not be anything there. Go explore. Oh, it turns out there's stuff there. Uh, I'd like to do the Explore the Unknown expansion, where it's it's not about you know, the hordes up to nothing to no, no good or the, the burning legions out there or whatever. It's literally just, we don't know what's here. We've, there's an entire planet we're living on and we only know one continent. Go look around. I think that'd be cool. I don't think it needs any further justification. I don't think we need to have someone come and tell me that Azeroth's having bad dreams and to go look into it. Um, that stuff might happen, but I mean... Star Trek doesn't exp- doesn't have to have. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like Star Trek didn't have to have every week. It wasn't every week. Wasn't like the movies where something bad happens and you have to deal with it. It was literally just we're out in uncharted places charting them. I think that could be a really cool expansion, and I think it's it's time that we move past the world. I want an expansion where the world's not about to freaking end. You know, we have had the world about to freaking end for like. Five How many expansions, expansions now? Expansions. You know, the the you know the dead are all walking. A giant dragon's come to blow us all up. Uh, we're having a resource war in Pandaland. Okay, that one's not so much. But oh, look at that old god head, old god dart. So it's still bad. Uh, people are coming from another timeline to kill us. The Legion's back. 
Now it's we're gonna kill the planet. It's like could we have just just one expansion? The dead are coming back again. Okay, all right. We're gonna go to Land of the Dead, but after that, I want my vacation expansion. I, I know full well that we're gonna get you know whatever the next expansion is. There's gonna be a big bad and all that, but at least start off with like. Just, just, just one expansion can start with like you know we're gonna go do we're gonna go explore uncharted places and contact people and and learn the world. Wouldn't it be great for one expansion the the horde didn't burn everything down? Yeah, no, that'd be it pretty just good. One, one expansion, your horde, and it's like, what's our mission? We're gonna go meet new people and and say hi. Th- or, that's it. That's all we got. No, that's it. We're just gonna go say hi to people we don't know. Or or the whole like, you know you, you go to that resource thing right. The horde's always been one of those those things where it's like, yeah, we're strapped for resources. Well, maybe it's time to start looking for other lands that aren't inhabited by the alliance. Like, yeah, or you know, maybe maybe we could just you know, like you know, not, not like maybe like the resources could become like you know manageable. I don't know. I just, I really want I want one one expansion that just calms it down a little. So I I kind of feel like let the, let the sleeping titan have her nap. Uh, let let everybody just chill out and let's just go to new places because they're new places. And, you know, that, that's where I am on this subject. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's there's a lot of merit there for that, I think, too. Like, And I think part of it is players have gotten so used to there having to be a grand reason for everything. Um, and maybe there doesn't have to be. Maybe this is just the, the healing of what comes after. Like, we, we now need to explore. We need to see what's out there and it's not because there's an imminent war or an imminent threat. And sure, maybe we uncover one accidentally and we pull the whole, you know, Indiana Jones. We accidentally pull the golden idol off of the pedestal type thing and then a bolt, giant boulder comes to kill us. Sure, whatever. But I, I like the idea of just, like you said, just exploring, just finding things. And that's and the interesting thing about that, too, is like there's an established like piece of that in the game, too. Look at the, the Wandering Isles, right? The, uh, the the giant massive sea turtle that just went from place to place, you know. You had this wonderful Pandaren exploration thing where they wanted to go see what was out there. Let's get that back. We sort of disrupted that. What other lands did they see? It wasn't like they just randomly showed up at just these, you know, two continents that we had. There were other places that they may have discovered. We never stopped to ask the Pandarens what they found, like. Ever since they joined either faction, it's just been war all the time, right? There hasn't been any sort of peace to just kind of grow and, and do that exploration. Maybe it's they, they go, hey, you know, we used to we used to ride around in the back of this this real cool turtle and you know, he's still out there, you know, now doing sort of things and, and exploring and like that's sort of a thing that we used to do. We could do that again. I mean, we don't you don't have a turtle, but I mean you have skyships and things and we can we could just hop on those and you know go see what else is out there. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Like, I'd love to see this something point, like that. I'll take just about anything as long as it's not you know everything's going to poop. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough. I had enough expansions of everything's going to poop. I mean, seriously. Like, I, I I need a break from just you know it's the end of the world and and I don't feel good about it, man. Now, this one's bad. This one's even worse. Oh, big sword in the planet. Can we have one? Just one expansion that maybe has like an upswing. Just, just one. Yeah, no, that would be that would be great. Uh, our next one comes from Shadana uh, again, and this one is possibly going to be spoilery a little bit, just because Matt's been playing in the Shadowlands uh, beta. So if we get to something like that, just consider this your your brief warning. Um, so question for Blizzard Watch slash Lore Watch. This could be used on either podcast. How far into Shadowlands leveling do you expect to get before we see a major lore figure who has died? By major, I mean someone a large majority of the player base would know by name, with some memory of what the character did while alive. Also, how far into it will we get before we find out what Sylvanas has been doing? And finally, predictions for Nathanos. I want to kill him so badly, myself, preferably one-on-one in a setting in which I can come back and repeat once for every snarky remark he made in BFA. Uh, First of all, I 100% support that decision with Nathanos, and I hope they give us the opportunity. But that is an interesting thing, like... I know a lot of people have been asking this question. It will is, be level 51. Really? Yes. Do you want me to tell you who it is? I can tell you who it is. I mean, we did we did sort of give the uh, spoiler warnings. I'm going to guess. You see Uther the Lightbringer by level yeah. 51. 
I was going to say, I saw his model. Yeah, you see Uther, like, within one level. If that. I think you could could theoretically be level 50. Hmm? That's Bastion, right? That's Bastion, yep. You don't don't get the pick of the first time through. Uh, I don't know if they do that after. I don't know if your next character through can pick and choose. But the first time you level, you go through the, the, the zones in a specific order. Um, and Uther the Lightbringer is absolutely there. You run into him. He's, you know, so yeah, right there, level 50, <laughs> level 50 to 51. Um, as for, you know, what, you know, what Sylvanas doing, I think that's going to be more of an end game thing. I think that requires you to go through the four zones to try and clean things up before you get an audience with the, the big cheeses, so to speak, to find out what's been going on in the Maw. But I, I don't know. I haven't gotten that far yet. I haven't done Revendreth at all yet. I've still been Bastion. Um, not that I needed, I, not for leveling purposes, just because I like Bastion. And I've been playing around on multiple characters, so I haven't really gotten to Revendreth yet. Man, that's a lot quicker than I expected. Honestly, I like I, I kind of anticipated there being a little bit of a leeway before you got into somebody that big. Oh, mid boosters right there. <laughs> I mean, he's not giving me quests or nothing. You don't talk to him, but. He's there. You see him. You see him by level fifty, fifty-one. So yeah. So now, what about the Sylvanas portion of it? So, well, like I said, I have no idea. You don't. You, I didn't see her or anything about her in in uh, Bastion. I don't think there's anything about her in Revendreth. I think it's an endgame situation where, like, after you do the four zones and you get them more or less to the point where things are resolved storyline-wise, I think you'll start to. The thing is, is each faction has its own questing, which also happens after you make the max level. And each faction's story is unique. So the way this seems to be going, you go through the four zones. The first time through, you go through the four zones to, look, to get to max level. You then pick one of the four covenants. When you do that, you get one of four stories that's kind of centered in a zone. So effectively, you go back to that zone. And you then do your max level stuff in that zone and you do the quest. And again, this could be wrong because I haven't done it yet. But it seems to be like, for instance, there was a bunch of data mining about um, Taronda and her stuff. The stuff that was data mined seems to be from the faction quest in Ardenweald, if you pick the Night Fae. So if you didn't pick the Night Fae, you obviously wouldn't see that. And all that stuff has to happen. I think all that stuff is going on before you get to the point where you don't know anything about Sylvanas. But I don't know. Just, this is stuff that I have not experienced yet. I don't think it's been it's live in game yet, so I just can't answer that question. I know that I have not seen anything about it yet, That's but that's the best I can do for you. Do you think that that would be potentially a misstep? And I'm asking from a player perspective, because this is something we've talked about a lot as far as like delivering story and game and tying sort of the end game to the leveling experience. And they've had some weird combinations therein where, like, back in Burning Crusade, Illidan was supposed to be, like, the big bad, and you saw him twice. And then when Wrath of the Lich King, you had, obviously, the Lich King, and he was there every step of the way. Like, there were, you you couldn't do a quest for, like, digging through poop without the Lich King popping up and going, ha, ha, ha. Like, and since then, it seems like they found almost a happy medium. Um, But is it something where with this story being so big, I don't know. I kind of almost expected there to be shades of, of whatever Sylvanas was doing before the end game. I, I, I don't know. Like you just haven't seen anything like that yet. The thing is, I mean, what do you mean by what Sylvanas has been doing? Do you mean the whole thing where she broke the helm of domination and sent me to the shadowlands? Cause I see that right away. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, of course you see that. I mean like during, during but the whole thing, like what she's Sylvanas doing doesn't seem to, I've, I Sylvanas hasn't popped up and I think a lot of people have the mistaken idea that Sylvanas is the one doing much of anything I don't think that's the case uh, one of the things that, that uh, Eon said when they were showing the new model of Sylvanas was that effectively she has made a covenant with the Maw just like you get to make a covenant with one of the four factions she's made one with the Maw and that's why her new armor set is out she's effectively empowered by them soul bound to one of them she's part of that group I don't think it's not Sylvanas's plan. It's not Sylvanas doing this. It's her, it's the the the, the jailer. Uh, 
It's the jailer's plan. Okay. So, so then do you see shades? Of you the keep jailer, saying then? The, the jailer's plan is in the, all the the first thing you see is the anima drought. Like if we assume that Sylvanas was the cause of that on Azeroth, that she was the one who's been feeding souls to the Maw, instead of to you know say, you know, instead of them going where they're supposed to go, she's been the one behind that disruption. Then yeah, we see signs of her plan from the very beginning because her plan is the chaos that's unfolding. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way around this. All this bad stuff that is happening is because Sylvanas made it happen. She's been working on this for this whole time. We know that we're going to see the whole thing about why Vol'jin chose Sylvanas to replace him. That's part of it. We, we've, we've seen data mine stuff to indicate that we're finally going to find out who was behind that. That's part of Sylvanas' plan. But is Sylvanas showing up and going, here's what I'm doing? <laughs> no. At least, not that I can tell you, because I have not seen all four zones yet. I've seen one, and I haven't even been to Revendreth yet, which is the, another zone, which I don't think she pops up in. There's nothing about her in the stuff I've seen about it, but I haven't played all the way through it yet, so I couldn't really tell you. Um, and that's... I don't really have a problem with that, because quite frankly, I think we need to pull back. I think that, for instance, Taronda's focus is on Sylvanas. Yeah, very much so. That's where Taronda is going. I think for players, it's less that and more... I mean, like, let's put it this way. What right do Horde players even have to be mad at her? What did she do to you? Nothing. She she got mean about you at the end. Oh, she doesn't like us as much as we want her to. That's that's your big heroic motivation for going after her? She killed she killed a guy. You, yeah, you guys have killed lots of people. Um, Sorry. It, you don't want that to be the major driving story. You want the the whole overarching thing. You want, oh, this is what's going on. This the, the you know the the Shadowlands is drained of anima. It's crumbling. The structures falling apart. This evil malevolent force is going to take over everything. That needs to be the focus, at least at first. And then once we've gotten far enough in, Sylvanas' part of that can come in. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so you, so kind of like the Warlords of Draenor, where like. You know, originally it was the Iron Horde that was the big thing. That was what we were dealing with, and then it eventually turned into, uh, you know, the Legion, right? Like, it, eh, towards I the don't end. think I, I don't think that's where I, I what I'm saying. Uh, I think it's more along the lines of I think you don't want Sylvanas to be too soon. It's not a question of you know it turning too. Oh, it really Sylvanas all along. I just think you don't want Sylvanas up front. Because when when she finally does come back into the story, you want it to be after people have seen the stakes. You want people to be like, oh, this is what's going on here. This is the stakes for Azeroth. This is the stakes for the Shadowlands. This is how bad it actually is. If it's just, here she is right away. Like, the problem, I honestly feel like the Illidan problem wasn't a problem. Whereas the, the Lich King problem was a problem. Only seeing it in a few times was fine. I didn't have a problem with that. I always thought it worked it worked pretty well. I just didn't like how he, he basically died and then it was the end of it. I felt like, you know, it would have been better had at the end of it they'd captured him and put him back in his box, the one that he'd been in for 10,000 years. That would have been a much worse fate for him. You know, he would have, like, that would have been the worst thing they could have done to him. Killing him, well, he just comes back. He's an immortal demon soul. Um, but... With the Lich King, because he showed up so much, people got tired of him, and people didn't really respect him anymore. You know what I'm saying? If Sylvanas is showing up every, like, if she shows up at the end of every zone and, and does her, you know, you'll never stop my master plan, people get tired of it. And it's it, it's hard to do the MMO thing where you're like, where you do like the Xanatos gambits where the heroes win, but it actually feeds into the villain's plan. It's difficult to do. It can work occasionally, but it's hard. Um, so I think to a certain degree, you want to keep her off stage as long as possible. I don't say you want to keep her off stage for the entire expansion, but think of it this way. How charged up were you for Queen Ashara? Pretty charged. Like and Then she gets out in like the 8.2 raid, and then effectively she's done for the expansion. Yeah. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah, because you don't you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to hit the, the the sort of crescendo too soon, right? Like you don't want it to to be overdone to the point where players want to 
they need the resolution because otherwise it just feels like it's dragging on forever, i.e. Lich King. Um, but you also need to have sort of like it paced out well where if that is sort of like the last stages that you don't get to it early and then you feel let down from it. I, I understand what, the, what you're kind of getting at there. Well, yeah. What I'm really saying is I want to avoid the Grom Hellscream phenomenon. Oh, yeah. Where Grom Hellscream is, is built up as the bad guy of the entire expansion till you actually get to a certain point and then he's not even, the, he's not even a bad guy anymore. And it's like, what was that? I Now we're friends? I, I don't want to be your friend. I want to punch you in the face. You're on the box. <laughs> I've been getting ready to punch you in the face for an entire expansion. What the heck? And I, I don't... I'm not saying they're going to have Sylvanas turn out. You turn to us and go, see, you're here in time. Now help me stop the jailer. Although that would be hilarious. <laughs> I think a lot of people would lose it. I a think I'd bit. lose it. Yeah, just um, a little bit. <laughs> quite frankly, but but it would be funny. Um, but I mean, like, here's the thing. One of the things I've been thinking about in regards to this, go back to the Lich King thing for a moment. Do you know why I never agreed with people that the Lich King was overdone? Why is that? Because I skipped the heck out of Drak'tharon Keep. <laughs> And all the quests that led up to Drakthar Keep. Because okay. I hate I hated Zoldrak as a zone and I almost never went there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, he, it was pretty that, that was pretty much like That was the, the Lich King all over it. Yeah. Multiple times with that that one troll who's like, you know, wants to betray the trolls to the Lich King. I skipped all that and I just when I did Zoldrak, I did the tail end with like the the, the Loa. So I didn't see the Lich King for that whole bit. Which really helps with the whole idea of the Lich King, you see him too much. You get to see him initially, like up front, you saw him in, uh, I want to say Howling Fjord, but I don't know if it's Howling Fjord or if it's uh, the other one. What's the other one? Borean Tundra. Mm -hmm. I think it was Howling Fjord. Uh, at least if you're Alliance, you saw the Lich King in Howling Fjord briefly. And it's cryptic, and he doesn't really explain what he's doing there. And then you don't see him again until you start going to, to Ice Crown. And then it makes sense you see him in Ice Crown. You know, so I was perfectly happy with my amount of Lich King exposure. And then I went through Drakthoran on an alt, and I was like, oh, this is why everybody says he's overdone, because he's all over this freaking place. Uh, Zoldrak and Drakthoran, the first half of Zoldrak and all of Drakthoran keep, he is all over it like a cheap suit. Um, so, yeah, I get it. And I think that I, I don't, I haven't seen her yet at all in Bastion, and I think that that's fine. Uh, as for Nathanos, who you put on the tail end there, Yep. I there were some statements by Eon in the most recent live interview he did, implying that Nathanos is going to be dealt with in the pre pre expansion patch. Interesting. I don't know what they mean. What he meant by that? He 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 specifically oh. pointed out he specifically pointed out that Nathanos is being hunted by a lot of people. Well, not only that, but he was also given a mission right at the very very tail end there by Sylvanas. Well, that's the book. You know, we know that's the book. Right. I don't know what's going to happen in that pre-expansion patch. I don't know what Nathanos will be doing there. I don't know what his fate will be. But whatever it is, it seems like it's going to be there. Um, and that's a, that's one to think about. I don't As much as, you know, for a lot of us, killing Nathanos would be like, you know, a nice, nice dash of sweet, sweet candy. Uh, Story-wise, do you want to kill off that guy just yet? If you're the... You know what I mean? Do you want him around? And, and the thing is, is if we kill him, well, we're going to Shadowlands anyway. That might even be like part of the plan. If they want to infiltrate him into the Shadowlands, getting killed is a good way to do it. Yeah, especially if like the mechanism is everything goes to the Maw and that's where Sylvanas is, then it just reunites them, right? Like it's yeah. it's sort of like a ripcord. So he can do whatever he needs to do without consequence at that point if that's what happens. So who knows? I don't know. But that's... As of that, the last we heard was that the, the implication is that we'll be seeing the Thanos again in the pre-patch. But hey, maybe you'll get lucky and maybe it'll be something you can redo over and over again so that you can punch him in his undead boyfriend face over and over and over and over again. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, our next question comes from LDSoth again. Uh, this is kind of a long one, so I'll try to get through it and then we can break it down. One of the coolest parts of the Cataclysm revamp was that we got to see how zones had progressed and changed over time, aside from the natural disasters. Sentinel Hill is expanding, Eastern Plague Lands is starting to show signs of regrowth, Azjara has a goblin city built in it, uh, and other various changes. With each new expansion, we seem to be getting a slight update to certain zones. Stormwind's front gates were fixed after Deathwing, 
We got Lions Rest After Legion. Uh, sorry for bringing that up, Matt. Uh, Teldrassil got burned. Tristwell Glades got wrecked. Darkshore is phased. The Vale and Oldham are phased, etc. With us going to the Shadowlands next expansion and likely spending most, if not all, of the expansion away from Azeroth, do you think we might see a major world overhaul again? Maybe not quite the level of Cataclysm, but it would be cool to see updates to all of these various zones that ref- uh, that reflect time passing. Lock Maran's Dam would be rebuilt. Uh, Gadgetan could be expanded a little. Uh, Lordanal rebuilt. Which zones would you like to see updated and why? I think we'll we'll deal with that and then we'll go on to the second one. Um, I really hope they never do another Cataclysm level revamp ever, ever again. I don't think... Here's the thing. Because of the way they're doing leveling in Shadowlands, they could do it without making things messed up or awkward because you just phase it for max level characters. Fair. And you could do... You could have... And I don't think he's saying he wants a Cataclysm level revamp. He's saying he wants to see, like, if you're level well, 60 and you're in Shadowlands, he'd like to see the world reflecting the end of the of the, the Fourth War. And and I'm and down with that. That's that's immersion, yeah. right? That's that's world progression. That kind of stuff, which is what he seems to be asking for, I think they absolutely could do it. I think you could see more of it in the expansion after Shadowlands because we're going to have to come back and... You know, we've been talking about going to places we've never been and all that, and I, you know, I'm down for it. I would absolutely love, like I said, I would love my my vacation expansion. But another expansion they've never really done, and which could be really interesting, is the fixing what you broke expansion. Yeah, and where that you're going and rebuilding be, things versus tearing it, them down. When you when you first played World of Warcraft. There was a lot of stuff going on. There was a lot of threats. There was a lot of interesting things. There wasn't a big bad because new stuff kept happening that was not related. And it's one of the things that I think people, when people are trying to talk about why original World of Warcraft was popular and why why we should go back to WoW Classic and all that stuff, one thing I don't hear talked about enough is the idea of a story where it isn't all the same thing over and over again until it's over. And that's one of the problems we've had ever since. Burning Crusade, it's the Legion, it's the Legion, it's the Legion, it's the Legion. If it's not the Legion, it's because of the Legion. Like the Illidari, well, that's because of the Legion. And all that stuff happening there was because of the Legion. Then you go to, uh, you know, uh, Wrath of the Lich King. It's either the Lich King or it's stuff happening because of the Lich King. With Yog saren that's a big example. Uh, he's been mining Sarenite. He's probably woke the damn thing up. Um, the whole thing with Malagos and the Mage War is a subset. It's not really the Legion, and it's actually one of my favorite subplots to the expansion because it's completely separate. Um, but they that kind of thing, it makes an expansion feel bigger if it isn't always this one problem. Cataclysm, it's pretty much all Deathwing or stuff Deathwing has caused to happen, or it's the old gods taking advantage of the things Deathwing is doing, which they're responsible for anyway. So, And if you think about it, uh, Nazoth, who we just dealt with in 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 uh, Battle for Azeroth, has been a threat since Cataclysm. Yeah, he was like, the pay, it, he was the pay, the Taskmaster for Deathwing. So all this time we've been waiting to deal with that guy. Since then, I, I really feel like it would be cool to have an expansion where there's no set villain. Just every patch, a new problem happens. We have to deal with, and they're all problems caused by. You know, leaving stuff out to, to just, you know, well, we'll have to, we've, we, every expansion, we're like, well, these are bad problems, but we have to deal with this really pressing one first. And we never go back to deal with those problems. And it's, it's time to do that expansion. And I think if you did that expansion, you could finally do the update you want to do. And you don't have to, because you're still going to let people level through the other stuff, you leave it there for them to level through. And then, when they're max level, they're confronted with the new Azeroth. And it doesn't have to be big changes, but, you know, what's going on with Teldrassil? Is it dead? Is it never going to bloom again? Or is it regenerating like Nordrassil did? Um, show us that. Tell us. This is the new status quo for Teldrassil. This is the new status quo for Darkshore. Darkshore is permanently dark now, you know? I'm not saying that's what they're doing, but it could be what they're doing. And that's just, I really feel like that would not be a bad use of their time. It doesn't have to be, the thing is, we, you and I are both kind of in agreement that you don't want a Cataclysm revamp again. 
But the reason Cataclysm Revamp didn't work was because they'd spent so much time revamping stuff from one to like, you know, the original one to 60 stuff that they it felt like they didn't have enough time to really do the end game the way that they should have. And then the end game also wasn't very cohesive. Like you, you went to, you know, you went to this place underwater, you go to Mount Hygel, you go to deep home. Why? It's like people are used to people are used to, and they seem to prefer expansions where you go to a place and you explore it. So you kind of you kind of got to where I was going to go with it. I think uh, when I was saying that I don't want a cataclysm level revamp, I what I'm saying is I don't want the world to not be. When cataclysm happened, it was there was no phasing. It was that was just how it was. I like the idea of phasing. I like the idea of the world evolving because, like everybody else, or I shouldn't say like everybody else, but like you've stated, I like this idea of coming back to a place we've been and fixing it or seeing something come from it. Um, I mean, look at the Veil of Eternal Blossoms. We went there. It was beautiful. We blew it up. And now, it, you know, at the end of that expansion, it was starting to recover. There was that glimmer of hope, you know, and now it's all sort of old Gotti technically again, whatever. But, you know, the idea of these places reacting to us and what happens after that has always been really fascinating to me. And I'd love to see that explored more with all of these zones that we touched, all of these, the, the aftermath of all these things. Like, uh, what is it? Westfall has a bunch of the uh, elemental catastrophes, right? Like it has that area that's, you know. Yeah, it's still floating. Still yeah. weird stuff going on. The cyclones for no reason. Yeah. But, but Cataclysm's done. We're done with that now. We're done with sort of that entire thing of the elementals going haywire. I'd like to see, you know, go fly through Westfall at max level or go run through it. And maybe there's no more vortex or tornado. Maybe the people there are figuring out how to get those land masses, uh, work around them or, you know, become like a living thriving area again. I'd like to sort it would of be, be kind of hilarious that. to see like teams of people out in the fields, throwing grappling hooks up and like pulling chunks of land back down. <laughs> like you know imagine that like they're seriously like they're bringing the chunks of land back down then they're like trying to figure out okay how do we make it stay down here like can we just push it back together do we have to do something like you know if, if assuming that for whatever reason it doesn't just fix like maybe whatever happened is permanent maybe they have to get a shaman to come out and talk to the elements and be like can you guys stop this this is kind of messed up yeah and now, now we know? have a good opportunity with like now there's the cult here and shamans and, and all this other stuff like there's access to a whole bunch of, of help that wasn't there before uh, across both factions. Maybe start dealing with some of that. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, you, you joke about the grappling hooks, but maybe maybe the dragons help. Maybe that's something that they come out and be like, yeah, this is uh, this is not bad per se, but it's not great either. Let Maybe we can help them out. Maybe we can push the land back down or, or do something to, to give them a hand. Like, I, there, I would like to see for lack of a better term, Azeroth United. Like, we're done We're done with, like, the big bads. We're done with that, and here's how life is sort of getting on. And we talked about that, I think, last week and the week before, where some of the most compelling storylines in early Warcraft weren't, you know, really gigantic big bads. You know, it was the Defias Brotherhood. It was the Scarlet Crusade. It was these organizations that were people in these you know, different areas doing different things for different reasons. It wasn't this cosmic entity. It wasn't this, you know, overarching, you know, mustache twirling villain. Although Scarlet Crusade, that gets a little complicated, but the point remains like it was more, if you were to put it in terms of like comic books, like street level, right? Like I'm okay with going back to some of that because even as we are like these big burly heroes, We've never had to clean up our own messes. We just kind of leave it. I'd like us to have to go back and deal with it a little bit. Maybe go feed the hungry. Maybe go build some barns or homes. Maybe put some farms back up that maybe we were raised in the middle of our our uh, our weird battles and fights between the different factions. I'd like to see something that shows the world trying to move on. And I think that's one of the cooler things, especially in a game that's been around this long, is when they can start doing that, it gives the world a sort of a sense of scale, right? Like it's not static. It doesn't, it, even though it is a game, 
the game can evolve, the quests can evolve, and they've shown that their willingness to take things out of the game or move past things, and now with phasing technology being like it is, there's no reason we can't have our cake and eat it too if they wanted to, and it's something that I do hope that they want to do. Um, our next part of that question, uh, as I was writing up this last question, I had another thought. How would you feel about the battle for Gilneas patch during Shadowlands? Perhaps while Sylvanas is gone and the undead leadership is in chaos, along with Undercity being unlivable, this seems like the perfect opportunity for Gen to re reclaim his home. If Blizzard's intent uh, is intent on keeping Teldrassil burned down for a while, perhaps Gen reclaims his home and then offers shelter to the Night Elves as repayment for taking his people, taking in his people. He could easily get the Night Elves on board as we last left Gilneas in the hands of the undead, and they would likely relish any chance they got to strike back against the people that worked for Sylvanas. Do you think we we will see such an event at all, even if it's not in Shadowlands? I kind of want that, actually. I, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I mean, certainly think it would be interesting. Um, I mean, I, I I don't have anything against it. I just don't know. If you're asking me, do I like it versus do I think it'll happen? Those are different answers. Um, well, I don't think, based on what they've said, I think the pre-patch to Shadowlands is going to be about going into Shadowlands. And I don't think we're going to see anything like that during Shadowlands, because I think Shadowlands is pretty occupied with the Shadowlands. Um, maybe maybe at like a, a later date, maybe it'll be a surprise patch 9.1 or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know if we'll see anything like that. I don't. My gut instinct is to say that we're not going to. That's not saying I don't want to see it. That's not saying I don't think it would be cool. I think it would be very cool. I don't know if the Night Elves moving to Gilneas is the best move. I've been opposed to that from the beginning, and I think that the aftermath of Battle for Azeroth shows that the Night Elves are more or less in control of the territory they were in control of before. They've taken back Darkshore. They're on, they're on top of Mount Hyjal doing stuff. They're still in the zones they were in. They have pushed the Horde out. Um, I think part of the peace treaty was that the Horde agreed to get out. So... I don't know if if we need the if they need to go live in Gilneas. They've got places to live. Um, it's more a question of do I think that they would welcome the chance for some revenge? Oh yeah, absolutely. But I don't, I don't just gut feeling. I don't feel like that's going to be the opening to Shadowlands or involved in Shadowlands very much. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think it's something we'd likely see during Shadowlands, but it's something I could see maybe in the aftermath of Shadowlands, right? It, it's one of those things where, like you said, it, do I do I think it's likely versus do I want it? Yes, I absolutely want it. I've wanted it since the very first time Gilneas was lost. I'd love to see that land made into a capital city uh, for the Alliance. And by capital city, I mean one, like how the other cities are, like Stormwind and Ironforge, where you can go and you have auction houses and banks and stuff like that. I think it would be absolutely fantastic to be able to do that, especially now with Teldrassil not being a city anymore. Uh, it's gone. It's supposed to be burned down, and it, if it's going to recover, it's going to take some time. I'd like to see sort of, I don't want to say balance restored, but I'd, having Gilneas be taken back at some point feels like a really good way to do that, uh, sort of bring another city for folks to sort of go into. Uh, and I think that having it be after Shadowlands makes more sense, right? Like having it be in part of that cleanup. The big plot is defeated. Sylvanas is whatever happens there. Uh, the aftermath of the Alliance, uh, Tehran storyline is done. And then you have Gen Greymane, who comes back from all of this, who comes back from battling in the land of the dead or, or whatever it is he's going to be doing there during this time. We don't know yet. Um, you know, and says, you know what? I've lost two cities. Don't still really agree with Anduin so much. Maybe it's time we go take our city back. Hey, uh, hey, Night Elves, let's go get some of that revenge. You know, I could see that being an after thing, and I would be okay, a okay with that. Uh, do I think it's going to happen? Probably not. I don't think it's something we'll likely see. And if I want to be surprised and be wrong about that. But I think they have other things that will probably be more immediate uh, or take more precedent 
and are more upfront. But who knows? Maybe we'll get lucky. Maybe we'll we'll get Gilneas back at some point, and there'll be top hats for everybody. But that's all we have for questions today. Matt, do you have any parting thoughts? No, I have no parting thoughts. I think nothing. I am in a <laughs> void. No, I mean, one of the things I, I feel like saying is that just because you have an idea that we can't really say much about doesn't mean it's not a good idea. I just, a lot of times it's like, that could be cool. Okay. But I mean, I don't know. I feel weird about trying to like always jump off of everybody else's ideas because a lot of times they're not ideas I would have. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, all, I don't want to become the guy who nitpicks your idea. And that's what I would do because it's like the reason I don't have that idea is it doesn't fit into the way I think. And here's all my problems with it. And that's just not fun. Sending in an idea to us and me going, well, it doesn't make sense because of this and this and this is that. That's not great. I don't think people want to hear that. So I'm trying to like, you know, work into your ideas like some way to, to make them something I think about, something that that's in tune with, with the way I look at it. Um, for instance, the idea about Azeroth growing and getting new continents. Just by itself, that's a great idea. I don't know that they'll ever do that. Um, and I don't know what they would do with it if they did. But I wanted to say that I don't. Yeah, and and that's a good point. Like we don't want to, we don't want you to feel like we're, we don't want to talk about your ideas or that we don't want to like, you know, go into them. We do. It's just that sometimes it's hard for us to. We can sometimes be very critical about how we approach things, and this is actually a conversation that we just had, um, or I just had on Twitter with with one of our our lovely listeners, where sometimes an idea is brought to us and our gut instinct is no because this and that's sometimes really hard to deal with again we don't want you to stop sending us your ideas it's just that understand that we're going to have to approach it maybe a little bit differently uh, also if you send something in and you want us to approach it from a different angle or you want to hear our take on it lay that out a little bit right don't just say here's my idea go say here's my idea here's how it fits in with maybe something i heard you guys talk about before what do you think that's a little bit different and that's something we can work with a little bit easier. Um, not to say again, that we don't appreciate all of the questions and support and, and everything we get from you guys. We do. And we want you to keep sending them in, keep sending them into podcasts at blizzardwatch.com. Keep sending them into our discord uh, channel so that we have things to talk about and, and, and work with, with you. Um, but try to be a little more meatier with it and, and sort of understand that if we just say no, it's not because we don't like the idea. It's because, Sometimes it just doesn't fit. Uh, with and sometimes, sometimes I'll be upfront with you guys. Sometimes I don't like the idea. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's me. But I, as everyone who's ever listened to me talk knows, I'm a jackass. Um, <laughs> so it's not a surprise. But but seriously, a lot of times it's it's more along the lines of that's an interesting idea, but you've already presented it all. Like there's that thing you said is interesting. Is the best I can give you. Um, and that one really keeps coming back to me. As I'm sitting here thinking about it, one of the things about Azeroth that's really interesting to me is that everything we've seen is the remains of one continent. Yeah, one. Everything singular. that we've... Yeah, one big continent. Now, was that the only continent Azeroth had? Um, it seems odd that it would only have the one continent, but at the same time, it seems odd that if, if four or five old gods were sent to Azeroth... And they all landed on that one continent and they didn't go anywhere else. Um, one possibility could be that back then Azeroth did only have the one continent. Maybe she has more now because she's been growing them over the, co the course of centuries or eons. That's something to, that, to be thought about. It doesn't mean that they have to grow now. Do you know what I'm saying? Your idea is, is one that you could take and run with in terms of the past. Perhaps in response to what happened, Azeroth grew new continents in much the same way. If I stab you, you're going to form scars, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's one way I could go with it. That's, but I don't always think of them right away. Cause we're doing this show live. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're not broadcasting it live, but we're doing a one take recording here. I often don't think of this till like 10 minutes later. And Joe's talking about something else and I can't go, Oh, Hey Joe, I just thought of this <laughs> except often, often we I do. Can. <laughs> yeah, uh, but still, it, it is one of those things where, you know, give us a little time to chew on it, because I do, 
Uh, so I'm going to keep thinking about this one all day now. We're yeah. Thinking about other this, possibilities for it. And this might be something we come back to it later too. And like, that's something that we might wind up doing too, is resurrecting some older questions as after we've had some time to sort of dig into them a little bit. And in terms of like, of... for instance, yeah. In terms of like, you're, you're asking questions about Shadowlands that I can't answer yet. Uh, Frostmourne, and that whole thing. We don't know yet. Like we really don't like, there's only like one or two places where I even found references to Frostmourne being made with the Helm of Domination. And none of those are Blizzard sources. Like I found it on a Wikipedia and I found it on a forum site. That doesn't mean that Blizzard didn't say it. It means I haven't found where yep. Blizzard said it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not red shirt guy. That dude's crazy. He can remember everything. I can't. Um, I have to go look at stuff up. I have to go make sure. So yeah, keep that in mind too. When you ask us stuff, sometimes we just don't know. Well, with that, I think we can call it a podcast. So thank everybody for the continued support. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. Your continued support means this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. And thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.